especially with technology and, you know, they tell us, we know that, you know, you get in trouble about something, YouTube it. <laughs> Not sure about how to do something, YouTube it. Man. So, um, thank God this here's just as real, just as powerful, just as anchored and settled. You know, it's not going to change. It's not going to change for nobody. Thank God. Thank God. What good would that be? What good would God be if He was a changing God? He could be manipulated. He could be controlled by any group of people, by any circumstance or any situation. Uh, I think questions sometimes about God and uh, you, you have to understand, you know, our emotions and sincerity uh, won't allow God to deviate from truth. But to say that he's not an emotional God, I think would be a statement of error. Because this same God was the one that wept just prior to calling forth Lazarus. This is the same God that... Can grieve his spirit. You can cause him to desire to repent. And a repentance of regretting that he even created mankind. So this is a God that formed and shaped us. And uh, would you say this morning that you're emotional? Or at least you could get emotional? One form or another? That's so true. Especially when things happen to us in life that deals with our loved ones and friends and neighbors and uh, just in life in general. You know, see certain things happen to, for instance, children. Uh, you can watch very, very calm individuals sometime. Uh, don't much seem to rattle them or shake them, but... Uh, you see them see certain things happen to children. All of a sudden, that individual becomes a force to have to try to deal with. <laughs> a man to reconcile with. So, uh, we've walked in here this morning. Hearts, no doubt, for one reason or another. A man are, are filled either, either with sadness or gladness. Filled with pain or sorrow or filled maybe with gladness I'm sure all is not just the same for one reason or another but we're in a place today that we're going to learn about a better sacrifice a better sacrifice better in the sense of the promises that came with this sacrifice uh, that sacrifice being none other but Jesus Christ but let me say again it is good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord today. God bless you for coming, being in this service. Last Sunday morning was talking about the high priest. There was some depthness about that, and we come to the understanding and realization by the Word of God. Everybody's got to have a high priest. If a soul is going to live out into eternity, he's got to have a high priest. Not only does he have to have a high priest, he's got to have a likeness of a Levitical priesthood in his life. 
that Levitical priesthood surrounded the tabernacle. There was not any setting that did, that did not have a Levitical priesthood standing between them and the tabernacle. God set up the fivefold ministry in the New Testament, Jesus Christ being the chief apostle, the chief cornerstone, the one that began and started the preaching of the gospel, and given it to the apostles, amen, that you and I are apostles, are followers, disciples, as followers of Jesus Christ, amen. And so here we are. As we are going to even notice here today that there's going to take a sacrifice. There's going to take a lamb. Man, everybody's got to experience the lamb for themselves. Everybody's got to experience the touch of the high priest, the touch of the Levitical priesthood. Uh, I know we're, we're living in a world today with technology that um, there's a, a tendency and maybe even a spirit would like to slip in and say, well, I don't have to assemble. I don't have to join together. I can do that through, but it's not the same. That's like marrying somebody through the internet, having a relationship and fellowship through the internet. But I like to see you have children through that relationship. Well, I feel maybe I ought not be that way. But you cannot have the same relationship. You cannot have the same benefits or the results of it. Thank God for technology. I think it needs to be used to a certain degree because there are times that when you cannot join together, you cannot fellowship. And occasionally it, it works and helps a man mend and works to benefit those that are not able at that particular time or setting. And then it's used at times that a man that can be that particular message or whatever can be even given to others in other times and seasons in their lives. But you can't use that for the main course. I don't know why I got on this, but you can't use that, amen, as the, the core. You cannot use that as the, 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 the host and the main part. Man, as far as the body, everybody's got to be a part. Everybody's got to be connected. Nobody can be an island. Nobody can save themselves. Nobody can cannot do that. No more than the man of God could crawl up in that cave. And though he felt like he was the only one that was worshiping God and serving God in that particular time in his life, God showed up, began to talk to him, persuaded him after he called him out of the cave and said, no, there's about 7,000 that hadn't bowed. You're not by yourself. So better sacrifice. Uh, I'm praying for the Lord to help me here today. I've actually got about six pages. We will not try to go through all of them. We will focus mostly on the ninth and 10th chapter of the Hebrew writings. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to actually follow through with this Sunday school lesson itself. I will encourage you to go back and read it. Study it out. There's a lot, of, a lot of good material there. A lot of good things that you need to address. I will maybe touch on some of it. I just, I'm not sure. I'm going to do my best just to let the Holy Ghost help us here today. I want us all to be persuaded by the Word of God, by the presence of the Lord, a man, the need that we all have to have. And the need of this, of this lamb, the need of this sacrifice. 
Not only the need of this sacrifice, but what this sacrifice has done. What it has offered unto the world. What it has offered unto every man, woman, boy, and girl. Not just unto a chosen Israelite people. Not just to the Hebrew people. Not to just as you would like unto them, the Jews, Hebrews, Israelites. They're all the same. They're all the same. We, we refer to them a lot of time, God's chosen people. And they are, and they were. But since the New Testament, fulfilling of the law, and some things that were fulfilled, amen, things changed. There were some greater and better for the four dimension. That's what the Hebrews writings is about. Man, I mentioned to you last Sunday that we don't know. The author did not pin his name into this letter. It's different opinions and ideas of who, who wrote this particular book and this letter. But no doubt this man had some great revelation, great insight, understanding of not only of the New Testament and of Jesus Christ, but the fulfillment that Jesus Christ and understand something that was brought upon this earth. And gave access unto the powers that's out of this earth. What you and I have to have to be redeemed, atoned, reconciled. We're, we're wanting to be and we've taken up a part of the father of faith of the promise of a city. A city that was not made by man but is made by God. We're looking for a place called eternal life. We're looking for a place where there be no pain, no sorrows, no tears. Amen. We're looking for a body that's going to be glorified, that won't know anything about any type of afflictions, any type of diseases. We're, we're pushing to attain a place where there'll be no devil, there'll be no temptations. And so whenever you begin to line some of this up, and you, you begin to really comprehend and understand where we're headed, our goal and priority is not to be the next president of the United States of America. Our goal and what's top list is not to be the next multimillionaire, not to be the next next smartest guy. All of these are things that are important and they need to be added and somebody's going to fulfill them. But as you and I are called out and born again Christians, what tops and trumps everything else in our emotions, our desires, and our passions should be seek ye first the kingdom of God. And for that kingdom to rule and reign in our our lives and in our affairs and we are not to allow anything to rob us of that inheritance we should never let an Esau spirit get a hold of us we should never let a Balaam spirit get a hold of us it's not worth the cost Jesus Christ the high priest and the lamb that supreme sacrifice is the one that taught us if you gain the whole world and lose your soul what have you gained? Then the question is, what would you give in exchange for your soul? For that part of us that God breathed into our nostrils and we became a living soul. A part of us that is never going to die. Man, there's no way of getting out of it. There's no way of escaping it. There's no way that you can check out. There's no way that, uh, amen, I mean, that, that part's going to live out in the eternities in some destination and some place. And nobody's exempt. Nobody. And if you're a human being, if you're a soul, it's going to live somewhere. And so it's really not important the dates that's on that tombstone. 
It's that line that's in between those two dates. And what took place and what happened in that space of that little line and what it covers. But God is not going to be blamed. No man is going to be able to point their finger at this God and say that God did not come up with a plan and that God didn't come up with a way, a man, to redeem and to atone and to reconcile and to bring back what was robbed or stolen or taken from him out of disobedience that took place in the garden. It all starts by the ear. You can say what you want to, but it starts with the ear. Amen. I'll tell you what, the world that we're living in today has got a more of a hearing problem than any other problem they got. You got to have, first of all, a desire and a passion. I want to hear truth. Not only do I want to hear it, amen, but I want, I want to be more than just a hearer of it. But God, you kept me find the strength and the ability to be a doer of it. And it doesn't matter about the pressure or the challenge. I can find, I kept, amen, through the love of God, the touch of God. Amen. It can rise up within me. We learned it last week. For there is a throne of grace. Hallelujah. That you and I can got access to if we believe in this one called Jesus. As a high priest that's interceding. And there's no time he ever slumbers. There's no time he's ever you are not going to catch this high priest off guard. Don't listen to that lie. Don't listen to that. He didn't blink his eyes and miss something that happened in your life. He saw it. He knows. And as much as this high priest demonstrated as he walked upon this earth in three and a half years, such as was Jairus. And they came to him and said, don't bother the master. I know I've mentioned this before. But if you're going to bother anybody when you're in a fix, it ought to be the master. Because <laughs> the master is the only one that can change it. It's the master that can rearrange it. It's the master. It can put life where there's no life. Because the scripture's plain, we're all dead in trespasses and sins. No one's exempt. I believe the same writer that wrote the book of Hebrews, the same writer that wrote the book of Romans. It helps us understand that we've all sinned. It helps us all to understand that we're all in this old wretch body. Who's going to save me? Oh, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. These two lessons, if you're time together, if you're studying them out, if you'll pray over them, get a revelation of these two lessons, of a high priest and of a sacrifice. I'm telling you, your life can be changed forever. Forever. So, I believe the writer here is Paul. I believe that possibly the reason that he didn't attach his name to this letter it's because he knew that he was writing to many. Amen. That first of all, the Jews themselves despised the man called Saul. He didn't get out of his first engagement of revelation and the baptism of Jesus Christ. That they was wanting to stone him. That the disciples literally had at nighttime set him outside the city walls in a basket that they might not kill him. Because of the turnaround. That that he once persecuted. That that he once drugged men and women to cast them into prison. Now he was preaching that gospel. You know why he could preach it? Because he experienced it. 
You know why some people don't preach the gospel, stand behind pulpits? Because they never experienced it. You can't really preach about something or tell about something unless you've been there. Unless you experienced it. But if you experienced it, if you're there and you experienced it for yourself, man, nobody can tell it like you can tell it. That's the reason we're mandated to tell it. The experience that we've got. The experience that we've had. And what it's done for us. Spiritual epistles of Jesus Christ. The transforming power that causes us to love things that we once hated. And start loving things that we once, hating the things that we once loved. That's the reason you can't love two masters. It's the reason you can't love the world and love God too. Covering a lot, ain't it? Hmm. Covering a lot. So, as we begin, a better sacrifice. I'm going to be honest. I don't know any other way to be. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just keep this myself. I am worried about our Pentecostal one God movement of today. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to probably stick with the Word of God more than the lesson today. Okay? And... Um, as you watch some of this, the focus thought, he says, because the sacrifices in the tabernacle could not remove sin. And that's true. They could not. But neither do I want to send any kind of vibes out that those that followed through out of faith and obedience of offering sacrifices that your job was not being done. Because it was. It was an act of faith. But faith that they knew that a lamb was going to come. Even though it's 4,000 years before that lamb ever showed up on the earth. The God that can remember as though it was yesterday. Even though it was 1,000 years ago. This God never forgets. And so the father of faith and Moses and men. A man that was moved upon. Had encounters with God. And began to lay down and practice. Because this was given to Moses. A practice. Amen. About the lambs and about the sheep and about the sacrifices that took place. So, so I, I don't want to, see, you know, anybody to ever think that the practicing of the Old Testament. Because um, here's the reason I'm going to say that. You know why? Because we're living in a world today that's took the Old Testament and thrown in the trash. Right. Those Ten Commandments to steal as much as operation. We better get them back on the courtrooms. We better get them back in the Sunday in our schoolhouses. We better get them back on our, on our kitchen tables. We better get them back on our coffee tables. We better get them back in our hearts and back in our minds, back in our spirit. God made everything He said. Again. Jesus Christ, as the high priest and as the lamb, came and fulfilled. There is a difference. He didn't destroy. He didn't. He didn't. Huh. Now, watch this. And we're going to, the Hebrew writer helps us out with it because he talks about destroying the law. But I want you to understand what he's talking about. He's talking about those that held on to the old practices of trying to tame salvation through bulls, through lambs, 
through keeping Sabbaths, certain days, moons. But no need in all that. It had been fulfilled. Because watch this. I'm not going to an earthly tabernacle. We joined here to an earthly tabernacle. Joined together to reach what tabernacle? Where's the tabernacle we're reaching to? Where's the high priest at that we're trying to reach this morning? Where do you believe he's at? He's in the heavens. Sitting on the right hand of God. Boy, we don't like the oneness folks say that, do we? But it's still true. It's going to be that way. Until all the enemies are put under his footstool. Now watch this. There's still only one throne. <laughs> There's not room for three persons up there. I don't know how they think all three of them are going to sit on the same throne. I'll tell you how they're going to sit on it. It's going to be Jesus Christ. That's how they're going to sit on it. And at the end of the sonship, which is the end ship of mercy and grace and people being born again, God's going to indwell in Jesus Christ and there won't be any sonship. You'll see the fullness of this almighty God as he manifested himself and declared his powers, amen, in the 33 and a half years upon this earth and actually in the last three and a half years. So, but he was not only the high priest. That's what we're going to learn here today. But he was also the lamb. The lamb that you read about in Revelation. That was a lion. How could he be the lamb and the lion? He's a lamb. He saw him as a lamb slain and torn and upon the cross. But he's also going to see him as a lion overcoming the death. Because no sin found in him so death couldn't hold him. And so now he's going to come forth as the lion of Judah. So that's the reason you and I can be followers of him and conquer death and also the law of sin through our Jesus Christ. So, Jesus offered himself as what? The better sacrifice. The better sacrifice he has offered. Focus verse is found in Hebrews 9.28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Notice the writer does not, he does not write it that he, he was offered the sins just for the Jews, just for the Hebrews, just for the Israelite. But for many. Why? Because the power of choice is still here. You and I do not have to choose to believe this. We can believe in the Lord our God in whatever way we want to believe. I'm, I'm sorry God didn't take it from us. That's the reason it, it do, do us good. As Paul put it. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. Not man. We're not here to impress one another. We're here amen to be followers and obedience vessels unto God. Because when judgment day comes, when eternity comes, he's the one that we're going to stand before. And he's the one we're going to give an account to. And he promised us the books are going to be open. But again, this God has made a way that whosoever will. You know, if, if I'm talking, I don't believe maybe in this service, but maybe through other means. If you don't have a will to be saved, I'd be praying for one. 
God can put it there. And you've got to have a strong enough will to be saved that at whatever cost, God, I want to be saved. Whatever tradition, whatever sin, whatever part of my life, whatever I got to do, God, I want to be saved. Whatever plan you got for me to be saved, that's what I want. I want it. And that's what I do. So as we really begin here and... Um, uh, the high priest offered sacrifices for the people. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that. And uh, I won't say all. I won't have the time to do that. But we, we begin to see some practices as, as Moses. He received all this on the mount and uh, from God himself. He set up the Levitical priesthood. He also set up a man. But, but and this is an area where I, I cringed a little bit about the Sunday school lesson. A man, you know, they couldn't just bring what they wanted to bring. Even under the Levitical priesthood. You just couldn't walk out to your lot. And, you know, nonchalantly, you know, well, every which one loads up. I'm not going to put no effort in picking out and making sure the right, I, get the, I get the right one today. <laughs> I'm not going to take the time out and set it aside and examine it to make sure it don't have any blemishes, spots, or wrinkles. I'm preaching to you. That's the reason not just any man, and you can't call on just any man's name to find access to God because not just any man could pay the price that had to be paid as the sacrifice, Jesus Christ wasn't just another one of the lambs or one of the sacrifices or just one of the prophets. Amen. Just one of the men among the group of gods. No, sir. He was the only lamb. Hallelujah. There's going to be a better sacrifice and give make access unto this almighty living God. And so these animals are types and patterns, shadows, shadows. Hebrew writer goes into that, and we're going to talk about some of it. In fact, maybe it'd be better just to go to Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and I'll just kind of let it maybe fall together here by the help of the Lord. Uh, for time's sake, I won't do all of it. I'm going to pick up maybe about the 15th church of Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and we'll try to go all the way through the 10th chapter of Hebrews. Uh, the 15th verse actually picks up. A man is the mediator of the New Testament, the New Covenant. Or in another way, you could put this because uh, the Testament, a man, the wheel. Uh, it could be a wheel. It's like a wheel that you write out. It's, it's your will or desire where you want certain things to go certain places to certain individuals. And uh, if you want to benefit from these, then these requirements have to be met, a man, to attain these things. And so, in a sense, this is the same way with Jesus Christ, the same way with God. A man is his testament. The, the Old Testament, then we get in the New Testament. That's nothing but covenants or the wheels, a man, that, that's written out. And for you and I to be beneficials of it, a man. But uh, we're going we're gonna to first of all understand if, if I wrote out a will for everybody in this place, a man, and I was a multimillionaire and had enough, I gave everybody a million dollars. Amen. But uh, there would be one thing hinging, and that would be what? My death. For, whatever, for you'd ever receive the benefits of that, I would have to die. Okay? So, 
And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death, he died a death that he was not guilty of. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. But this sacrifice didn't know any sin. Had not committed any sin. Tipped it like you and I, but yet he did not sin. And so he should not have died. But this is the reason that God chose the method to a man instead of angels and being in the likeness of angels. But he chose the method of the seed of Abraham and took on flesh and blood that he might die. Why? Because God told them in the garden, a man, if you eat of this tree, you're surely going to die. And so that had to be dealt with. There was a spiritual death that took place in the garden. But God made a way that we could be rebirthed again in that spiritual. And bring back at least to a measure of that spiritual birth. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. <laughs> but yet, there's still going to have to be death. There was going to have to be an innocent party. It's going to have to die. And so what you would see in the Old Testament, they wouldn't take just any lamb or any bullock, just like they did in the garden. Amen. You know what? Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves up. We're living in a world today that's doing its best to cover its unrighteousness within itself. Amen. With its own abilities and powers and skills. But God's got a plan. Amen. And the only way it's really going to work is by this plan. Amen. To be washed. Amen. For those sins to be, as the Bible would put it, remitted. Amen. And washed away. You're going to notice. And even the writer brings it out that really you can't find the scriptures where it said they was rolled forward. To, but yet we know that they was pushed forward. If you read closely in the Old Testament, you'll understand that they had certain settings and times, such as going to Numbers, the 19th chapter. It was a chapter that dealt, amen, with, with, with the red heifer. And with this red heifer, when they would sin, they would take this red heifer. And you, you've heard this study. There's a big, big deal about the red heifer just a few years ago. Israel and them, and they set up the Old Testament, uh, and they set back up the tabernacle. They're going to be needing red heifers. And amen, the cause why? Because they take red heifers, uh, and they take the ashes of this red heifer after it's sacrificed. And they put it up in a clean place. Uh, and when you, you committed sins and unrighteousness, you take the ashes of this red heifer and you mix it with water. If you notice the writings in Hebrew, he says, not all things, almost all things is cleansed by blood, but not all things. Why? Because there was a mixing of the water. That comes and ties in right into what? The baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. That's a reason, amen, that blood and water come out of the side of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You must be born again. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a man's gospel. It's a God's gospel and this God's big enough to back it up that's the reason he can take the most vile and wicked amen individual on the face of the earth and if they're willing to die and willing to repent he can make them a new creation for his glory and so she watched this set up that's really so important they would mix that then and and the bible calls it sprinkling the individuals. Not only the individuals. Now watch this. How do they become unclean? By touching, touch, by touching dead things. That could be, watch this, if you're calling the priesthood and if it's your time to service in the tabernacle, you couldn't go to your daddy's funeral. You go to your mom's funeral. You couldn't go in, in the same room. You could not touch their bodies. 
because you'd become unclean. Then you could not come back into the tabernacle and perform the service. But when these things happened, they, God in the Old Testament setting up a remedy. Amen. Because he knew that all had sinned. He knew that, that sin was going to be dealt with. And so they would mix that and sprinkle it. I could take you in the time of Moses and Aaron. And they would take, amen, in the tabernacle itself. And they would take that blood, even the very beginning callings of Aaron and his sons. And they would wash themselves, amen, and putting on the garments. And then Moses sprinkling them with the blood of a bullock. Not just any bullock, but it had to be a bullock that was not blemished, without, without spot. It had to meet the qualifications. That red heifer cannot have one single white hair upon it. It's got to be a, a red heifer. It's going to have to meet the qualifications as much as it did in the Old Testament. And what I'm trying to drive home to you this morning, amen, there was only one Savior. There's only one Lamb, amen, that met the qualifications of the requirement of sin. And that Lamb was none other but Jesus Christ. So whenever people try to tell you that Jesus is not the only way, I'm telling you that they're from the pits of hell and the lion and they don't have a clue what they're talking about. There's only one Lamb and we know Him by His name. That's the reason demons come under subjection to Him. That's the reason diseases come under subjection to Him. When it's prayed and called upon by faith, there's no greater power and authority on the face of the earth but that in the name of Jesus. I didn't say there's no, not any other authorities or powers on the earth. I'll tell you this much. They won't none of them penetrate the heavens. If you want to get a hold of the God of the universe, this is the name you're going to call on. If you're going to open the windows and the doors of heaven, this is the name you're going to call on. They, they want to tell us not to pray in it. Well, please tell me what name you go to call on. What other name's been given? Can you find in the scriptures any other name? Oh, I find a bunch of titles. <laughs> well, it ain't no difference, okay? Next time you write a check, sweetheart, write down there, mother. When you go to sign it, put mother. Don't put your name. See if they'll accept it. What about it, sir? Put down our husband or daddy. Don't sign your name now. Just use one of your titles. You may be, you may be, you may be, <laughs> you may be vice president. Put out our vice president and see if they accept it. It don't release nothing, does it? It don't mean a thing, does it? You can write that check for $10. You can write that check for $10 million. You can write that check for whatever you want to. But that check ain't worth nothing until you put your name on it. I'm going to tell you something. We all owe a debt. No one's exempt. Everybody's born and shaping an iniquity. And the only way to get out of being shaping an iniquity is get another authority and a power. And the only way to initiate, amen, that authority and power, you got to have a high priest. And that high priest has got to be the lamb. And that's the only high priest and the only lamb and the only blood that can cleanse us. But not only cleanse us, but it activates a power in us that protects us. Watch this. Every morning they had offer a lamb. Every afternoon after all the journeys and everything they had offer a lamb. What's one thing that we as an apostolic church that we've slipped away from that you don't hear years often? A statement. Especially when troubles and trials and things that I plead. Wonder why. Why do we call on the blood? Blood's what washes. Don't it just wash healings 
in the blood. You know why we don't have near the healings we don't have in all churches? Every church, I don't care what denomination they are, if they join together and call on Jesus Christ with honesty and sincerity, amen, and plead the blood, that's the reason healings can show up. When they do it, it's an act of faith. They don't even know the plan of salvation, experience it, but an act of faith, I'm going to tell you, God's committed to his book, and when faith shows up, it's like lightning. Right in the face of the devil, right up to mother, Keithans and unbelievers, I tell you, because they got the faith to believe it, all of a sudden, bam! You can't stop God, the word of God, to activate the power of it. That's the reason you get the Holy Ghost driving down the road. That's the reason you get the promise of God. The promise is in God, not man. That's the reason that whenever we, when we sin and we come up short, and come on, folks, earthen vessels. This vessel is not sanctified, not to that place. It's not justified. It's not to the place that it'll never sin again. Yours is a lot more perfected than mine. <laughs> but I got a Savior that obeyed His Word and went into water a grave. And it activated, because you know what? I believe in this Lamb. I believe in this Lamb not only for my salvation, but I believe the stripes laid on His back. I can tame a healing in places that man can't help me. I don't believe it just for my healing in the flesh. I believe he took on a crown. Because there's more of a problem mentally in the world that we're living in today than a physical one. About the same now. They run a neck and neck. Hallelujah. But a cross. Amen. I mean a crown of thorns that was pressed upon his head. Hallelujah. He was paying a price. But, but he wasn't a debtor. He wasn't the one. Amen. That committed the sin. He wasn't the one. Amen. No. Hallelujah. It was innocent blood. Pilate said, hey, I find no fault in him. Hallelujah. Why do you want to crucify him? Hey, he picked out the most wicked man he could out of prison. Amen. Because of a ritual. Amen. Of turning somebody loose. Hallelujah. Thank God. God, let me tell you something. You and I are the scapegoat. You and I are the one that ought to die. You and I ought to be the one that have the penalty forever. But Jesus Christ took it. Amen. He's letting you and I be the scapegoat. But we can't be a scapegoat just to do it how we want to do it. And walk like we want to walk and do what we want to do. Read Judges. We live in a world today that man wants to just do what they want. I mean, what I think. It does make a difference. That book's right. Regardless of what we think, we can think in error. I don't know, I'm going to get too far. Let me get back to this. Let me, let me just try to, let me just kind of maybe calm down a little bit. And, huh. This thing is so powerful, folks. This thing is so. Pick up. It says, for a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated what? It wasn't dedicated without blood. The first testament, what? The tabernacle. They had to bring in. They had to bring in. Amen. The, the sacrifice. They had blood. They never could. They always had to be blood. Okay? Now, now watch this new testament. If you remember last week, the high priest is in the heavens. On the right hand, the right hand means honor and strength. You've got to come through Jesus Christ. He is the door. Now watch this. 
I read the scriptures this week, the parable of the Lord talking about the, 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 the great shepherd. And he talked about the hireling. And he, he gave us this little parable about sheep. Amen. About sheep. And so as, as these sheep are brought in, and, and apparently in the natural, you know, all these shepherds that go out in the wilderness, they, they hire a, a, a porter, amen, when they watches the gate and they bring them into this place of safety. And he watches for all of them. Okay. You know what? I believe the Lord helped me out with that a little bit. <laughs> Watch this. Could that be likened to all of us? All of us is. When you're born again, you're born again. Not only watch this, he's the great shepherd. Jesus said, I'm the porter, I'm the door, I'm the one. Hey, watch this. But how do you know the difference is when the right shepherd comes up and back his voice. Hey, they don't go in and drive them out and separate them and do all that. No, the shepherd, if his sheep knows his voice, all he does is begin to make that certain call and turns around and leaves. And his sheep that knows his shepherd's voice comes out of that fold. Amen. Jesus Christ goes on to talk about going in and out of the fold. Hey, I'll tell you something. We got to go out in the highways and the byways. We got to go to workplaces and places like that. But we got a shepherd's got a voice in our lives. And if we'll listen to that, shepherd watch it we can go out and come back in safely back into the fold back in the place of safety how do you do that by knowing the master's voice his voice the only voice you're going to hear it through is the man called jesus christ so if you try to come any other way to touch God and get the voice of God outside of jesus if you try any other means jesus christ made it clear so you come as a thief and as a robber I ask the Lord this morning to, God help me. Number one, never ask things out of my own lust, my own glory, God forbid. Number two, God, you help me. You may not understand this statement and you may take it and run with it and do whatever you want to with it. That's up to you. But I don't want to come begging and asking you to do things for me. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a stepchild or like a disobedient, rebellious child. There is a difference. If I'm being disobedient, I've been stiff-necked. If I'm trying to force my will above your will, then I lose my rights to ask for things. It's until I get it right with the door, until I get it right with the maker, until I get it right with Jesus Christ, I can't really expect God, the Father, amen, the spiritual one, to move upon this earth and soon through the supernatural and in realms and places that were limited. I'm here to tell you we're becoming more of that way than ever because of the demonical forces and the spiritual world that we're living in today. For this race is over, for this journey is over, the church is really going to know this high priest and they're going to know this lamb. And they're going to have to know how to walk with him. 
Scripture, Brother Ford mentioned this the other day. He said, you know, that Scripture talks about unless God shortens the days. He said, I don't even know how the righteous is going to be saved. It's coming, folks. And you know what's coming through mostly? The same way it did in the garden. A voice. Amen. Speaking into the ear. Surely God didn't mean. God didn't say that. That's not the word of God. They hadn't read enough of the word of God to know anything about it. But they want to tell folks that's put all their heart and time and effort into it and God's anointing and power upon them and want to tell us how to be saved and what directions to take. And they couldn't quote nothing out of the Bible. All they going by is their own ideas and opinions and their own feelings. I'm going to tell you something. Your own conscience won't get you there. Your good ideals and good feelings. Hey, I'm trying to be ugly. I can show you a place in the Bible where there was about 450 of them that was honest and sincere trying to get a hold of a God by the name of Baal. And they cut themselves and they screamed and they hollered and they'd done everything they could do on the earth amen to get this God but they wasn't no God by the name of Baal and he couldn't respond there's only one God ladies and gentlemen there's only one almighty God there's only one savior of the earth there was only one that overshadowed Mary and brought a child brought a man a son in this world and it's through this lamb called Jesus Christ this spotless lamb called Jesus Christ that you and I can be made whole that you and I amen can finish the journey that you and I amen can come out on the other side and hear the God amen say well on thy good and faithful servant we've got to know it for ourselves so watch this for when Moses had spoken every precept which is a commandment to all the people according to the law understand commandments is not you don't have multiple choice His ideas, it don't matter where you go to church. <laughs> he didn't give them multiple choice. A precept, a precept, a commandment is a commandment. You do it, assert the consequences. That's a commandment. Help me, Lord. Precepts for all the people according to the law. He took the blood of calves and goats with water. And scarlet wool and hyssop. And sprinkled both the book and all the people. I'm going to tell you something. This is a blood book. It's bought with blood. It didn't come free. Huh. Come with the blood of Jesus Christ. But that's not all. It come with the blood of Abel. And it's come with lots of blood throughout the time of others. And it's not over with yet. It could cost some of us. Even though the scripture says you haven't suffered unto blood yet. But if it comes to that, are we going to be willing? Without resistance. Hmm. Paul shed, shed some of his blood because I don't believe he can stone a guy to death and he'll not bleed. I don't think he can bash his head in until he's dead and drug outside the city. You ever been drugged? I don't know how many steps I had to go down, whatever. He was dead. There's no question about it. Even, even the disciples looking around and gazing and looking at because he piled up over rocks. All of a sudden. See, that's what Jesus done. Because there was no sin found in him. The grave couldn't hold him. That's the reason David talked about in the volume of the book in Psalms, I think, 42. 
And the Hebrew writer, I think maybe in some of these scriptures, about this lamb, about this Messiah, his body's not going to see corruption. It's, it's not going to see corruption. Hallelujah, it's not going to be there long enough. About three days, <laughs> and it's coming up. Amen, it's coming out of there. And they've done everything they could to seal it. They've done everything they could to stop it. Even the disciples didn't really believe it. Amen. They thought somebody come and stole his body and put it up somewhere. If you tell me where you put his body, I'll go. It's in the Bible. We act that way sometimes too. We act like God don't even exist. Well, some of y'all don't like this. Seal the truth. God never slumbers, he never sleeps, sitting on the circle of the earth. He's available any time I get ready to call him. He's my dad. He's my savior. He's my supplier. He's my way maker. Where there seems to be no way, he is the way maker. If he's not, then he's a sustainer. His grace is sufficient to see me through it. But I'm not going to be a mummer and a complainer, and I'm not going to go shut backside, and I'm not going to go cussing and ranting and raving either. I'm old now. Not with this lamb. Not with this lamb. I'm not going to let nothing. I'm not going to let family problems. I'm not going to let pitfalls rob me of this inheritance of eternal life. I'm not going to do it. No. Not for this lamb's sake. He goes on, he says. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Watch this. Okay. When, when, when God called him out of Egypt, the last plague, who all had to have a lamb? Every family had to have a lamb. Now, if the family wasn't big enough to eat the whole lamb, you'd join up with your neighbor. Because the lamb represents the word of God. And we couldn't just leave part of it. You got to take it all. What's this? He said, and you got to go and put what? They couldn't just believe it and not do anything about it. They could just could sit in their easy chair and say, I, I believe it. Right down the road and all of a sudden, yeah, I confess Jesus Christ the Son of God. Hey, just keep on doing what you're doing. of hell is still right. When the dust settles and the smoke clears and eternity's no more, they're going to realize this old dumb country boy was right. Amen. By what? Not by, by me, but by the Word of God. There's a difference. Hallelujah. Man-made religion is what's got us in a mess. There's more people going to wind up in eternity lost and undone off of, off of traditional pews and, and chairs. Amen. Than off of bar stools. But watch this. Everybody had to do what? You got to get some blood. You got to get some blood. If you're going to keep the judgment of God out of your life, especially the final judgment, you better get some blood applied to your, to your doorpost, to doorpost of your heart, doorpost of your mind. Now you wonder why you're having some of the struggles you're having? Because you're trying to keep a pure mind. You're trying to keep an upright mind. 
The blood of Christ has been called over your mind. You don't belong to yourself any longer. You're not just another earthen vessel walking upon this green earth. You're representing a kingdom that's greater than all kingdoms. The kingdom's going to last forever. And there's a kingdoms and many kingdoms. Amen. It's trying to war against it. And so here is the battle and the warfare. And that's the reason the apostle Paul told us, amen, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the helmet of salvation. The hope of salvation. I'm going to finish it. It may be a struggle. There may be times I'm crawling. There may be times when all I can do is stand. But I'm going to stand on the promises of God. He'll never leave me nor forsake me, but he'll see me through it. It may not be over tonight or tomorrow, but he's going to get it. He's going to work it all out. Everybody had to have a lamb. Everybody had to put, put blood on the doorpost. If they're going to keep the judgment of God out, I'm going to tell you something. If they're going to keep that firstborn from dying, even the Israelites, if they didn't listen to the man of God called Moses and follow through with it, their firstborn died. That death angel didn't overpass. Only thing that kept the death angel out from visiting that home was the homes that didn't have the blood. I just wonder if some of them old Egyptians, they began to take note and watching. After nine plagues, the Bible said that he hardened Pharaoh's heart, not everybody else's. I just can't help but wonder if some of them old Egyptians said, what y'all do? Really? Yeah. Because see what's this? Faith comes by. Anybody get any faith in his house tonight? You ought to. Because you're hearing the word of God. And this is what a savior. This is what will make, make, make the life a whole lot better for you. Amen. Getting what? Getting the blood applied to keep the judgment of God. See, judgment starts here. We can accept judgment now and obey the judgment and get things right. Or we can face the judgment, amen, at eternity. But we're going to face the book and we're going to face this living God. And nobody's going to be exempt from it. I include it. Amen. I'm going to have to give an account for the deeds that's done in this body. I'm going to have to give an account how I shepherd this church. And oh, has that been laying on me here lately? Oh, God, kept me be your voice like I've never been. And God, the right reason, the right attitude. To make the stand where you want to say, because I want us all to be saved. It's my heart beat for everybody in this church to do everything that God wants you to do. But you can't do everything you want to do. You get crossed up with me that about that. I didn't ask to be here. I'll be honest with you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood. Everything, the tabernacle, all the vessels. Almost all things are by the law purged with blood, but without shedding of blood, what? Without the shedding of blood, without the shedding, there's no remission. They took the shedding of the blood. There's no remissions. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves, which with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of the truth, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others the best they could do was obey the man of God and get the right sacrifice and bring that blood and they done that what's this they done that you know with, with fear 
you keep on reading Hebrews and back and about death itself, and it was like bondage and a shadow over them. And 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 and, and they talk about hey, even the letter, the, the writer of the lesson talks about a hey, man. This this theory come out one time about a rope, and you know, brother Banks, and he kind of got on to me about that. Hey, Amen. Because they brought it out before about how a rope's tied to a priest, and he goes in, they pull him out. But you know what? And the writer makes mention. He said even the rope would have disqualified. So there's probably nothing to that. What could have happened? i tell you what could have happened. He could have went in, offered it. Does that mean he died immediately? Or when he come out? Watch this. Robert warns us. He said, those sometimes doing wicked and evil because judgment doesn't come quickly. They feel like it's all right. They justify their acts and say, well, this must be all right, huh? We live in a world today, they can pray for a little headache and cause it's gone. You're like, I got salvation. I got to walk with God. <laughs> really, that wasn't nothing but the love and the mercy and grace of God. Oh, you're trying to draw. You're trying to. Hey, come on, read my words. You got to believe them as the scripture says what he said. Know me as, as the scriptures. Have something to back it up. The most two tangible things that we got is this and the Holy Ghost. Can y'all hang with me for a few more minutes? Drop down. Oh, watch this. I'm going to go to the 10th chapter. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comer thereunto perfect. Amen. For then would they not have ceased to been offered. Amen. They couldn't make him perfect. They couldn't, they couldn't bring remission. They couldn't wash them away. The blood wasn't, you know, it was an animal's blood. It took blood. Life's in the blood. But it had to be pure blood. Wholesome blood. And so he goes, man, because of the worshippers once purged should not have no more conscience of sins. I'm going to tell you something. Conscience of sins. Conscience. What's this? Adam and Eve lived in the time of what? Innocence. Their conscience wasn't awakened. That's the reason they could be naked. I look at our little children some of the times that wants to run around outside and everywhere else naked as a jake bird. Don't bother them a bit. Sometimes I wish we could all stay there. Mm. It sure help us. Because we made a God out of sex. And now we're so confused about that God that we don't know if we want to be a man or a woman. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's not going to get any better. There's only one that's going to get it better. It's when we leave here. But anyway, we'll start on that one. Shadow. Shadow. He goes on. He says... But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again. Talk about the conscience. Can I, let, me, let me say something about the conscience. I'm being harsh here, I know, and I don't mean to be. I'm not, but, but I'm just being honest. Without coming the way the Bible, the Word of God, and God is laid out, your conscience cannot be quickened. That's the reason people is joined together and calling themselves worshiping this and but not in spirit and truth. It's because their conscience is still dead in trespasses and sins because they haven't come through the right process for their conscience 
your conscience. I mean, it's, it's got to be awakened. It's got to be things that are sinful. Oh, don't tell me you come to the house of God and you had all the T's dotted and all the I's dotted. When you come to the house of God, you got to hear some things. You got to wonder, man, I can't. Huh? But all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost and revelation starts to begin. And the light starts to come. Now watch this. Light starts to come. What's happened? Amen. You know what? what, what we got the Word of God and the light. There's things hidden in the darkness and shadows and things of that nature. And they're lurking about. Even in darkness, you can walk in darkness. But there's things hidden in the darkness. Hallelujah. That, that can get a hold of you. And, and, and that's the reason some people walk in darkness. They get caught up in things and, and, and prone to things, subject to things. Now, now let me ask you something. Well, I'm going to leave that alone. I got to hurry up. I'm, my time's running out here, and I've got to hurry. I want to finish this if I can. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. And uh, this is the part I mentioned earlier in Psalms 46 and 8. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. That body is Jesus Christ. God, you prepared him. You overshadowed Mary. God, you prepared this body. Not sacrifices. They actually become a stink into his nostrils because the Israelites just practice it with no heart into it, no sincerity into it, no truthfulness into it. They just done it. Burn offerings and sacrifices for, sin, for sins, but thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come, and what in the volume of the book and the writings of me? To do thy will, O God. You know what his will was? Was to die. That was the will. To obey him. That's the reason when he walked in that garden that night. He humbled himself in prayer. He said, nevertheless, not my will. But thy will be done. I've committed no crime. I've committed no sin. I'm spotless. But I'll pay the price for everybody else. That's the reason the Roman soldiers didn't put him on that cross. That's the reason by the power of his spoken word when they come to get him in that garden at night. Amen. <laughs> I am he. He could have called twelve legions, but he didn't. Because he submitted himself. We'll tell you something. Sometimes you and I have to crucify our own selves. Sometimes we got to get back on that cross and say, for the gospel's sake, for the peace's sake, Hallelujah, God. I'll pay it. Because I got a high priest. I got a lamb. I got an eternity that I don't want to mess up at no cost. I got something laying out, children. And it may seem like it's a long ways out there. But you know what? Some of us could go through that door today. Face eternity. Today. Don't miss the opportunities. Don't miss the visitations. I'm not being ugly. I'm not even casting a stone. I'm just telling you the reality of life. But one week ago this afternoon, there was a gentleman not too far from here. If he could change some things, he'd change it today. But he can't. He sent one man out to eternity. He put himself in a place that not looking good. Raised on an apostolic pew. Raised up in the church. Don't think you're exempt. Don't say what you'll do or won't do. 
Everybody's got a master. When that master gets ready to bid for you, whatever master you're serving, whatever he calls on you to do, it's a spiritual thing, ladies and gentlemen. Because America did make some stands against some immoralities about 50 years ago and make it a hell and heaven issue. It's the reason we're dealing with some spirits and some things that we're dealing with today. Preacher, I just wish you wouldn't. Five seconds in heaven, you'll be glad I did. Five seconds in hell, you're going to wish there'd been more like me. And I'm nothing. It's who I'm preaching about. It's the truth we're preaching. It's rightly dividing the word. And notice how Paul put it. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Not the Bible. People dividing the Bible all the time, quoting scriptures, but never, never having any knowledge of truth and how to be saved. The plan of salvation. They can't even get the foundation right. You don't get the foundation right, you Goes from that, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither had his pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. That first tabernacle had to be torn down, had to be not, not destroyed. The tabernacle itself, the patterns, everything, the likeness. Why? Was this tabernacle coming now? He told him, he said, hey, you tear this tabernacle down in three days, I'll raise it up. Talking about his tabernacle. Oh, it's going to be torn down sin. He paid a debt, paid a price, but he willingly gave it. He wasn't forced. He willingly. That's the same way you and I have got to do, living for God. We've got to be willing to live for God. We've got to want to. Even after receiving the Holy Ghost, I'd love to tell you, man, when you get the Holy Ghost, you don't have to worry about it. Man, that Holy Ghost will take over, and man, it'll take you in places you ain't never going to do. And it will. If you submit to it, if you yield to it, if you obey it. But if you don't, can I prove that? Sure can. Go to Corinth. Church that was mixed, messed up spiritually. Church is having all type of sins and things going on. And Paul come to the place and wrote to him. He said, hey, you got different types of material you can build on this foundation. Some of them will survive the burning, such as, wood, such as stone and marble. And there's another one, I think. He's then like three others, wood, hay, and stubble. He said, fiery trials are burning up. He said, but nevertheless, because you're on the right foundation. Watch this. Watch this writer. Watch him as he goes on and he talks about a man. By the which we be sanctified through the offering of the body, through the offering of the body of Jesus once and for all. There won't be any more need for any more sacrifices. Nobody here had to go get a bull. Nobody here had to go get a goat. Nobody here had to go get wine because that part's been paid by the man called you. If you believe this as the lamb, as the better sacrifice, amen, to pay the debt, to pay the price, amen, it's none other but Jesus Christ. 
And he goes from that. And every priest standeth daily ministering, offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. There's a point. There's a time. So he's sitting at the place of honor or the place of authority. And so to activate that authority, the power, you must come through Jesus Christ. You must come through that arm, that right hand man. Amen. For, for a period and for a time. Amen. Wherefore, watch this. Where, 15th verse. People will say you don't have to have the Holy Ghost and they don't have nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. Listen to this 15th verse. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. You're like one of the witnesses if you don't have the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen. You want to have a good case where you get in the courtroom? Get your good three godly upstanding witnesses. You can win any situation you want to go to. If you got the right witnesses that witness for you, and they got the right reputation, buddies, I can't think of none no powerful than the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, and the blood of the Lamb. You better have all three witnesses on that day that are witness for your soul. The God of judgment, the man called Jesus, is going to be sitting on the throne. And I tell you, the witness will be connected. He'll know his people by their name. This is the covenant that I would make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Once you have accepted Him as the sacrifice, once you have received Him, there is no need of another sacrifice. Notice what the Hebrew writer is saying. Notice what he's focusing on. It's about the sacrifice, the sacrifice, the sacrifice. Remember, the, the greatest struggle they was having in this New Testament church in the early days was trying to pull people and get people out of obeying the law of that portion that had been fulfilled and believed in this one called Jesus Christ as the Messiah, as the high priest, as a lamb as a better place. Now we don't go to a tabernacle that's made with hands, but we're going to a tabernacle that was made. By God. And the man, God, sitting on the right hand side that gives us access by faith. That's the reason the just walks by faith. That's the reason we can get up in the morning and have a reason to live. Amen. Because people of faith knows Jesus, Jesus overcome the world. So if he overcome it, I can overcome it. But that, even Paul made it clear in terms of, I can do nothing by myself. But if he's with me, I can do all things. Drop down a few scriptures, you'll see. Let us consider one another provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. For if we, willly, for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. What is he talking about? When you have heard and you believed, knowledge. He didn't say if you, when you got the Holy Ghost. He that knoweth to do good 
and doeth it not, it is sin. What's he driving home here? Watch him. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Once you receive the knowledge of this one called Jesus Christ as the Son of God, behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. John the Baptist. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall defy the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. And had no mercy on him. After two of their witnesses, they stoned them. Look at Achan. Look at different ones. They didn't find a place of repentance. Didn't give an opportunity. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his long suffering that we might be saved. Of how much sore punishment, which simply means worse, Suppose he shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. That's a dangerous place to be. Once you receive the knowledge of this sacrifice, there's no other sacrifice coming, ladies and gentlemen. There's, you can't go back. They're going to do it. Israel's going to do it. They're going to get them a high priest. They're going to find them a red heifer. They're going back. In the time of the Gentiles, a lot of times. Let me tell you something. There's no other sacrifice coming. Jesus Christ is his sacrifice, his blood, his spirit, his word. Won't hold us and keep us. There's no other sacrifice. The dangerous thing about this thing is whenever you, when you turn, when you forsake him, you reject him. Listen to what the writer's saying there. It's not that from that moment we got to do everything to perfect. But the key is, is when I fail and when I sin, I don't look for another sacrifice. I don't look for another, I'm fixing to say it. I'm not going to look for another church to go to that don't believe like I was taught. But find an easier way. I'm not going, and I'm going to say this, I'm not going to go to a place of Trinity because I don't like the methods and the, the, the principles that's taught at the one God met church. Come on, I'm preaching to you. That means you're, you're rejecting. You're, you're defiling. You're trapping the blood of Jesus under your feet. You won't have no hope. You won't have no means. There won't be no ways. You, you've got to be lost and undone. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth. Unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. 
It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of affliction. It's a fight, ladies and gentlemen. Don't listen to that religious world out there. It don't matter. It does matter. It matters what you say. It matters how you dress. It matters what you get caught up in. Both in the natural and the spiritual. It's going to make a difference. You just can't go where you want to go and do what you want to do. And be pleasing to God at the same time. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve flesh and spirit. You can't walk in flesh and spirit. Here's the key. We're all prone. We're all subject. We're all tempted. We could. It's time we'd love to just, I want to do it my way. I'm going to go ahead and do it. and Then I'll ask for forgiveness. I mentioned this the other day. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. First of all, you don't know if you're going to get back and even get an opportunity. You really don't know that. I don't know that. Death can come out of nowhere. Somebody could tip on you on your way home and you're out. And even this sacrifice, even this high priest, Eternity's a long time. Hell and the lake of fire is going to be a place of misery that you and I really can't even grasp. Scare tactics won't work. But truth, and that's one thing that's wrong with our world today, is a lack of truth. Read your Bible. A lack of knowledge of the Word of God and rightly dividing the Word of truth. I want to be saved. What about you? So we stand in this house this morning. Today you got an opportunity. In this service, you got an opportunity. This moment in time, if you've heard the word of God, you heard the word of God, not mine. I didn't write the book. I didn't have it written. And that's a difference. God had it written. Not by just anybody, but holy men, as they was breathed or inspired or moved upon, wrote the word of God. That's the reason the keys were given to Peter. If you want to get out the other side, you've got to come through the door. That door is Jesus Christ. That high priest is Jesus Christ. That, that lamb, that sacrifice, that blood for the remission of sin. Comes in no other but Jesus Christ. But Peter's got the keys, and that key is repentance. First believing, read your lesson. He pulled about three scriptures out of the 11th chapter of Hebrews about faith. You must believe. You must believe that He exists. You believe there is a God? The Bible says only a fool will say there is no God. And the cousin to that. Would be the foolish one that would think that really doesn't matter. We can just we we work out our own salvation. We could just do it like we want to do. And how 
you got a book. And the God of the universe is simply going to make this statement. It is written. And it can't be changed. For me, for you, or for nobody else. Oh, I've been there. I know how to just walk up to the task. You can just change the word. Your mind's turning and saying, maybe somehow, some then But I also know you can't change it. I can't change it. You can't change it. Your circumstance can't change it. This is right. And it's always right. It's right in the storms. It's right when good weather. It's right when I'm in the valley. It's right when I'm on the mountain. It's right. I mean, I can offer my family a lot when I leave here, but that's one thing I can't offer them. They walk up to that casket saying, hey, he lived for God. And you know what? I believe the Holy Ghost can show up at a funeral. I believe the presence of God can show up in the face of death because this is the only God that can.